Welcome to In My Bag with Backpack Jeff, where we connect with ordinary people doing extraordinary things. And I got a very special guest here with me today, man. One of the hottest young and upcoming comedians in the DMV area. Not just in the DMV, she's also, uh, I think, recently relocated out to New York, man. Doing her thing, yo. Um, ladies and gentlemen, comedian Paris Sachet. What's going on? Thank you. Thank you. That was a hell of a, that was a hell of a uh, introduction. That was, that was like, people gonna have to start stepping their introductions up. People gonna definitely have to start stepping their introductions up, yo. Yeah, but no, thank you for having me. Thank you uh, to everyone that's watching this. Hey guys, hello. I'm very hot, but we're gonna get into it. Just honestly speaking. Honestly speaking, and, and look, that's that's exactly where we are, man. We want to be honest. We want to be open. We want to be candid on this joint, man. And we literally just want to. Um, uh, Get a, take a deep dive into your comedic journey because there's a lot of comedians in the area and a lot of them want to know how to get started. They want to know, you know, how do you get um, your name in lights? We've seen Paris Sachet name in lights, right? Mm. Um, we've seen her uh, in New York. We've seen her at the uh, at the Comedy Fest. We've seen her at the Arlington Draft House coming up. We've seen her uh, in New York. What's the big one in New York? Comedy Cellar. Yeah, Comedy Cellar. Um, mm. Like we've seen you a number of places, right? Take us to the from the beginning though. How did Paris get into comedy? Ooh, eight years ago. It was actually like a, I won't even say I got into it. My cousin and my sister signed me up to do five open mics in one week. Ooh. And I didn't go to three because I was like, no way. I'm terrified of speaking in front of people. <laughs> and then they told my mom and she was like, no, we're going. And then we went to the first one and I hid in the bathroom. <laughs> I was like, I walked in there, it was like 60 people, I was like, oh, absolutely not, majority was white, I was like, this is not going to go well. We <laughs> in the bathroom, she came in the bathroom, she like, come out, it's okay, I'm like, I'm not coming out. So we talking through the bathroom door, she like, I'm going to start praying, I'm like, alright, pray, if God bring me out, there's something different, but I'm not coming out. <laughs> so I didn't come out, and then she went and got the host, and then her and the host came in the bathroom, the host talking through the door too. And they started praying together and she was like, I'm not going to start the show until you come out. I'm like, well, your show going in, man, because these people are not going to stay all night. Right. And then they started praying together and I don't know, the door opened and uh, I came out and I was supposed to do seven minutes and I ended up doing 13 minutes and... Standing ovation. First time. Yeah, it was the, the first set of claps I got and I was like, oh, wow, I've never felt this feeling in my life before. Right. This must be the forever thing. Like, I never even felt this in love. Up. Just twist that joint. No, nah, twist the other one. Yeah. yeah, that joint. Yeah, just twist it that one. Twist it back. Like, I yeah, never even felt yeah. this feeling being in love before. So I'm like, this must be the thing. Okay. So so when so when you, you went out there, you did 13. Do you remember where you was? I was at the Red Lounge on U Street. The Red. It was like a lounge, but this lady named Tony, she used to host the show every Thursday, I think. And it was Pat. Mm -hmm. It was a good crowd. She was a great host. She wasn't even a comedian. She just had a great room. And that's the start of Paris Sachet. That's the start of Paris Sachet. So have you been back there since? I went there maybe four years ago. She wasn't there. Mm -hmm. It didn't have the same vibe, but it also wasn't bad. Right. Okay. It wasn't didn't have the same vibe, but vibe, but it wasn't bad. Now when you when you got into comedy, how long after that performance did it take you to get to your next one? You said you went to three. No, you skipped so I three. Had, yeah, I skipped three. I went to one. So my next one, like I did good that night and then I met people and then they started telling me about other open mics. Uh -huh. So then I just started going to different rooms. Right. And just, I wasn't even writing jokes in the beginning. I just would get up there and just talk and just say whatever came to my mind that day. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> All right. So, um, so you, you get up there, you, you go, you go up twice. What, at what point did you say, all right, you know what, I actually want to get into this? Like, at what point did it no longer become a hobby where it became mm -hmm. like, yo, this is, this is what I want to do. Like, I'm starting to feel comfortable on stage. People are starting to recognize me. Um, well, I watched a lot of comedy coming up, but it was like, once I did like that first five rooms, I was like, okay, this could, like, I could eventually make money from this. Like, mm -hmm. this could happen. And my mom started bringing me home articles and magazines, like people's success stories. And I would watch comedy every day. And I'm like, oh, I'm really writing this. Now I'm writing. Mm -hmm. So once it turned into writing, I would go to my actual job and write at work. And I'm like, yeah, this is going to be it. Because 
if I'm doing this job at this job, that means I'm leaving this eventually. Right. I'm just working my way out while still getting paid on the clock. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like that, man. Uh, I had a guy on my podcast before. He said, work your work your dream and your job until your dream, your dream becomes your job. I agree. I would say that's exactly what happened. So I just, I would say maybe like, maybe two years in. Because when you start off, the money is not good. And it's like, it's stretch. this is fun, but it's like, I'm broke. <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's like, how am I having fun but broke? And that made me be like, well, it's deeper than money. Because right. the money's going to come. Yeah. So if I'm missing out on the money now, the money's going to come twice, three times, exactly. once it picks up and it starts to make sense. Yeah. So then I think that was just like a letting your pride go thing. Mm -hmm. Like it's bigger than money. You walk away with people, with healing people, and there's no amount of money for that. Right. Yeah, and you, you you definitely got got paid for it. Man, a lot of people don't understand today paying their dues. Like everybody want to jump into something as an amateur and be uh, like, I'm charging a hundred dollars an hour. Uh, I need five thousand for a feature. I don't believe in working for free. It's like <laughs> I mean, social media made it where it's like the money should be there. The money's fast. Right. And that's true, but at the same time, there are some things that you're just gonna have to do because it's a part of the story. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the money will take care of itself down the long run in the end if you stay at it. Yeah, I, I, def I definitely think it will. And you know what? For you and your growth, one thing that I've noticed about your growth as a comedian is that you picked up on the social media thing late. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I had no interest, honestly, because if it wasn't for me being an entertainer, I wouldn't be on social media. Right. I just feel like if you're not making no money off of it, it's just pretty. It's just are you, people make, are in your you business. making money off of social media? I'm making money off of it. Oh, you are. So now? like doing Corona. I was, yeah. I literally tapped into it. Like, okay, I can get money. Yeah. Oh, you can get the bag on social media. You can right. get the bag, but you just gotta do it a lot, and that's the problem. Are you are you are you doing are you doing the lives right now? Every, I'm not every... doing the lives right now. No, I'm gonna get back into. I took a break. You 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 should be doing so. Look, so look, Instagram. Real quick plug for y'all. Instagram got these um these different pay them, different badges it, and stuff. Yeah, no, so so in the badges, yes, people can send you money, but Instagram will send you money just for going live once for twenty minutes. They'll send you a hundred dollars. Oh, okay. They'll okay. send you two hundred and fifty dollars if you go live with the co-host for thirty minutes. Okay. Um, no, they'll send you two hundred dollars. Then they'll send you two hundred and fifty dollars every month if you go live every week for at least fifteen minutes. Okay. See. So two hundred fifty dollars a it's month. Not bad. Just for going live for fifteen minutes. But I think that came from Corona, from people being on there so Absolutely. much for free. Absolutely. They're like, well, we, we have to pay the people now. You got got to. But if you wouldn't have did it for free in the beginning, <laughs> they yeah. would have never made it where you get paid. Right. That's yeah, the yeah. prime example of that. Yeah, but but you gotta have over ten thousand followers, and I know you, you have over ten thousand now. Um, but like I said in the beginning, you you were still selling out shows based off of word of mouth and based off of your name and not because of what you posted on social media. How did that feel? I felt great because it was like the people are really there for you. Right. Like these are people who really support you. Mm -hmm. But then once I transferred and started going to the meetings in LA and New York and I'm meeting with these execs, then they're like social media matters to us. So I was like, ah, uh, okay. Right. I'll tap into it. But at the same time, I don't, my life is still private. Yeah. So it's just, I'm not the type of entertainer who just wants to give you everything. Right. So I give people enough. And then they have to come see me in person to get yeah, the rest. Yeah, you give, give them enough, give to, them enough. To, to, to keep them interested. Just an appetizer. And then they're like, oh, I want the entree. And then they come to the show. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, this, so you, you got a show coming up in, uh, in January in D.C. at the Arlington. In July. In July. July 25th. July 25th. Um, my daughter's birthday. Um, so you, you, you have a show coming up. Um, what can people expect? From that show, like, what type of comedian is Paris? Oh, Paris is a honest, ignorant comedian. But it's the best honesty. I feel like when I talk to people, people always tell me I walk them into my world. Okay. So it's like it's no judgment, because it's like if you there and you're a hoe, and I'm talking about hoes, I'm not bashing hoes. Right. I'm talking about hoes, and then I'm saying, hey, I too was a hoe, so you can feel good about it because we both grew. <laughs> so it's like, you will get the truth, but then I'm going to walk you down and make it personal. Then you'll feel better, and then we're all life. 
Yeah, absolutely, man. That was one of, one of the things that I loved about you is that um, <laughs> that the joke that you had on picky with my gay. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's not enough people being honest. Like, and as a gay woman, it's like people think that all gay people can talk to all gay people. And it's like, no, not me. I didn't come over here with expectations <laughs> for an ugly girl. I'm not wasting my gay. Like, I needed to make oh, sense. <laughs> you have to be beautiful, too. Like, I can't. Why would I go down? Right. Well, now I could just go date the man, and I could be the main person. No, it's no, it's unnecessary. Pick it with my gay forever. <laughs> um, but they can expect the vibe. I feel like this show is gonna be a vibe. I never threw a show in a theater mm-hmm. with poetry. Yeah. I used to have like a a monthly, and I would do it. But now I'm like, this is a vibe. Yeah. Since we've been locked in the house, For you can sure. get some comedy, you can get some poetry, you can have some drinks. And it's just gonna be like a. I wanted to be like church. Yeah. I wanted to be so fun. You would look at your neighbor and laugh, and like y'all don't even have to know each other. Right, don't even gotta know each other. Don't even gotta know what's going on, but just laugh, man. People are dying to get back outside, man. Um, and things are things are opening back up. A lot of places are opening up full time right now, uh, and it's it's good to have human interaction and socialization so back. So good. Um, it, did you did you do any online performing at all? I did so many online shows that I had to stop. Like, I would get stressed out out there. Well, I'm like, I'm not even stressed that Corona's happening. But then I would do an online show, and I'd be like, this shit is stressing me out. Because <laughs> it, it wasn't like comedy. It was like a TED Talk. Yeah. So now I'm just healing people in their house, and I'm like, when I sign off for this, I'm upset. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, look. Hey, same. That's, that's the, that was the biggest reason why I didn't do any type of online performances, was because it don't feel the same. Like, I don't even know if y'all laughing. They will be laughing, but the thing is, you can't look at 72 screens. Right. You can look at 72 people in the crowd. Right. You're trying to look at the screens and be funny. Then you got people noise in the background because <laughs> people don't know how noise work. They wanted to be at the show, but then they got kids in the house. So now you compete with kids. Mm-hmm. Older people don't know how to use the phone. You're like, you know what? This shit is not helping me. <laughs> this is not helping. We in the pandemic. Yeah, this is, this is def- it's definitely not helping. But the money was good. I'll say that. Was it? It was the money. It was like it, it was easy money too, cause you had. It was home. easy. You didn't have to do too much. Right. The money was good. They was actually paying more than they paid sometimes outside. To come in person, yo. Hey, cool. listen. <laughs> listen, I, I I definitely missed the wave there. Yeah, no, I, you should have. Yeah, I, that's I what I'm saying. Wave. That's why Instagram had to jump on it because right. the money people had the money. I don't know where they got it from, right. but these online. The most I made just to host a show, someone offered me seven thousand dollars. I said to just sign on the computer. So just sign on the computer. Oh my! We don't have to go back outside, guys. We can <laughs> stay here. We we don't need to leave. Yeah. Everything's fine. Goodness gracious! Just to sign on the computer. Hey, hey, listen. That's that, that's that's it right there. Though, when you when you're good at your craft, when you're good at what you do, it's very easy for somebody to say, you know what, we can we can uh, we can definitely pay seven thousand dollars. So when you when when you, when you were starting right and you uh-huh. you're, you're going. Um, mm-hmm. How many open mics are you doing per week? Because a lot of people want to try to do this, but they're not really putting, they're not ready to fully go into what it really takes. I, it got to the point that once I was like, this is it, I would go to an open mic every night. Mm-hmm. I would go to work from 3 to 7, mm-hmm. get off of work, change my clothes, go straight to an open mic. Right. Wake up, go to work from 7 to 3. And do the same thing. Do the over. same thing over to the point that it was just like, you gotta be seen. Right. Like because this is before social media, like was making sense for people to come out. This right. just when I started eight years ago, it just still was. You gotta be heard. Right. Who are you? You can't just show up like, hey, look at my followers. Eight years ago, they didn't care. Mm-hmm. They're like, but what can you do right now? So yeah. I was outside a lot all night, networking with people, meeting people out of state, meeting with the people who are here, and I like to meet. The bosses, because right. I feel like there's a lot of people in the middle that's wasting time. They're not really gonna be there, and those are the people who try to make it hard for you. Mm-hmm. And if you let them win, you will trick yourself out of your own spot. So it's like I feel like you gotta ignore that little middle bottom level and deal with the bosses. The gatekeepers. How gatekeepers. did you? How did you get to the bosses though? Because that's that's a difficult thing for some people to do is to get to the boss. So how do you get to the boss? I think you honestly just gotta believe in yourself. My thing is, I feel like there's always a back door to everything. Okay. I think it's the mindset that people have sometimes. It's like it's only one way to go. But it's like they have back doors for a reason. Mm-hmm. There has to be a way around this.
If you're enjoying this podcast, Anchor allows you the opportunity to show your support with a monthly donation as low as $4.99 per month. All you have to do is go to anchor.fm or your Anchor app and search In My Bag with Backpack Jeff and push support to choose the amount you wish to contribute to the growth of this podcast. All donations are appreciated and we thank you in advance for supporting In My Bag with Backpack Jeff, where we connect with ordinary people doing extraordinary things. And now back to your episode. So once you meet... If you meet the middleman, then you need to work with the middleman until you meet the main person. Right. The main person will show you how much status the middleman really got. Right. And if it's not as much, then you're going to meet with the main man and now you doing the real thing. And right. you don't have to go through this cut that you was really getting taken advantage of from the beginning, but you didn't know. Because you thought you needed to know the middleman to get to the boss. Right. Yeah. Okay. I, I get that. Like, I, I need to... So, in, in the... In, po- poetry, the, the poetry space and, and, and the comedy space are kind of similar in that way because you need to get rid of the, the middleman. The middleman. You gotta, yeah, you, the middleman is trying to get the most money, trying to take advantage, and it's like, that's not necessary. And when you meet the boss, you're like, so I was really getting gypped and doing all that work? Oh, you was getting gypped. You was like, getting gypped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, listen. listen I, look, I, I, I was happy when I got to the point where I can turn I can turn down shows like yeah. I didn't have to say yes to everything like at the at the stage that I'm at now I'm like mm, if I don't want to do that one I don't have to do that one right 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 I don't need that money no more you know what I mean I have my own show and stuff like that and there's other stuff when did you get to the point where you realized that yo I can start saying no a little bit uh maybe like once I moved to New York so maybe like almost four years ago. Almost four, almost three years ago. Once I moved to New York, and it's like I went from being one of the best in the room mm-hmm. to working with the people that's on and still being one of the best even in that room. Right. So it's like I outgrew D.C. I went to New York. These people, everybody's on TV. Everybody has credits. Everybody has this. They bring you up to the stage. It's just Paris Right. They got eight credits before me. And then I come up, and it's like, but who is she? Right. So then at that level, it's like, I don't have to do everything. Now mm-hmm. I honestly can control what I do because some people need me more than I need them. Right. Yeah. Hey, that's facts. Because it's like somebody will reach out to you, ask you your price, you'll say it, and they'll be like, no, that's too much. It's like, but you reached out to me. So I'm in demand. <laughs> so right. you, you want to pay it or you don't, but I didn't come to you. So this conversation isn't even real. Because <laughs> <laughs> how much of a waste of time is that? Like... You want me, but I'm too much, so you upset. This is made up. This is definitely made up. At, at, this, at this point, this is made up. <laughs> and then once I start selling out shows on my own, it's like, oh, I can do this. Mm-hmm. The money that you want to pay me, I can make myself times more and let other people eat. Right. So I can say no. Yeah. I, and you know what? That was one thing that um, that I, I, I learned about you really early in the game. This was, I think, when did you, when did you come to P? That was like... That was maybe, like six years. I'm about to say, yeah, maybe no, but I was still in this relationship, and that relationship was only four years long. So maybe four, maybe four, like four years close to five. Okay, all right. And it was in the beginning. And when I when I asked for you, you was like, all right, yeah, I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring my uh, my boy with me, and I was like, yo, that's dope. Like I <laughs> like I was like like what like I've never I was just getting into it, so I was like I've never had somebody say. Yo, I'm going to bring somebody else with me. I'm like, why? Because <laughs> people book you, and then they book the people they want to put in front of you. Mm-hmm. And then you get there. And if they're not good, now I got to do more work. Right. And I don't even know none of these niggas. <laughs> and people looking at me like, what happened? I'm like, good question. <laughs> I didn't know nobody. So I'm like, if I bring one person I know, right. we can figure this out. Yeah, and, yeah, and at least it's figured out at that point. When when you when you did that, uh, I was like, yo, this this was crazy. And then you said, you know what, I'm going to pay him for what you paying me. I was like, yo... She's on another level. Yeah, you got to make sure your people eat. Because people be letting their people starve. But keep them close. I don't believe in that. That's, yeah. that's foul living. Yeah. That's foul. Like, you don't... The money's going to come. You don't have to be greedy to your yeah. own people. That's bad. Yeah. Hey, listen. You don't, like... The, like you said, the money is going to come. And you don't want to starve your people. Because then what happens is they stop doing they stop doing favors for you. They stop doing stuff for you. They stop wanting to show up for you. They turn on you. And then you be upset. But you're like, you was doing the same you thing doing, to them. You was doing me dirty. <laughs> now you upset. Yeah, you was doing me dirty. Now you upset. And the whole time you was doing the same exact thing. 
So I just like to be fair. I like to be fair, and if I could ever bring the people I want with me, I will. Mm -hmm. So anytime they like, well, pick these people, I'm like, I'm bringing this person. Yeah. And now it's to the point, I'm back to bringing them, because they've been picking people for me lately. I'm like, no, this isn't working. So I need to bring at least one or two people. What what makes it not work? Are they just like absolutely not funny, or is it just like they're not the funny that you need? It's I'm basing it on the crowd. Okay. So if I'm closing the show, I'm going to sit in the audience for some of the show. And based on the crowd reactions, it's going to tell me. Because when you're the closing, you come up, everybody looking at you like, why did you pick this? And if I didn't pick it, I'm like, y'all know I had to sit through this too, right? I don't know these people. I'm just as upset. <laughs> and I got to go to work after them. You still get to sit down. Everybody's mad. So it's like to avoid that and make sure people have a good time if they're coming out to see me, I want to bring my people. Because right. I can guarantee you a good time the entire way through. I like that. All right, so um, what what made you say it's time for me to go to New York? Like, when did you start traveling in comedy? Mm -hmm. And then what made you say, all right, it's time to make this move to New York? I think my talent was strong enough in the beginning that it allowed me to travel before people usually travel. Mm -hmm. So like a year in, I was traveling. But I also learned early on, thinking that I was ready, and I bombed one day really bad, and I was like, yeah, I need to stay home and get better home before I take this everywhere. This isn't finished. Yeah. Like, it's not horrible, but it also can't last everywhere, and to me, that was a problem. Mm -hmm. So, I would say, um, damn, I just said that, and honestly, the question slipped my mind. It's too weird, Jack. <laughs> when did I, when did I when, yeah, when, oh, when realize it was time to go to New York? All right, yeah. boom. So, I started outgrowing the D.C. scene. Like, I felt like it came a point where I would walk into shows and do the shows and I would be the best or one of the best people. Mm -hmm. And at that point, you can't grow. Right. If you keep being one of the best people in the same rooms, yeah. it's like there's no growth period. And I'm like, if I want to take this serious, I have to leave where there are people better right. and then just work hard to be on those people level. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. That was, um, that's, that's a... That's a smart move, uh, and it's it's a move that a lot of people uh, I think need to take uh, take into consideration because, like you said, you became a big fish in a small pond. Right now, what you want to do is you want to go to a big pond and grow and become Keep a big growing. fish in a right. big pond, right? Mm -hmm. um, so you said you bombed. What was what was that like? Because oh. comedy is I I can I can be funny and host, but to be funny on purpose, oh man, is a different beast. What was that bomb like? Oh, it was in Atlanta, so it was real. Oh. It was, it was <laughs> that was a real. That wasn't like white people going. Hey, this was no. your own niggas. Oh, I felt like the sharks bit my ankle. You know, in the movies when you see them drowning, <laughs> and you're like, they gonna swim out of it, but they don't. That's yeah. exactly what I felt in real time. <laughs> and it was just like, I, it was a good trip. But then this one day, these people, these comedians, was like, you should go to this room. And then the other half was like, no, you shouldn't do this room. So now I'm up for the challenge, or at least right. I think. Mm -hmm. It was in the middle of a, a bar lounge. They was eating crabs, playing space, and basketball game was on. And I was like, wow, this to have comedy in the middle of in this? In the middle of all of this, it's a lot. Like, you got to be funny enough to stop people from cracking crabs, not care about LeBron dunking on somebody, <laughs> <laughs> and hope to not be losing his face. Like, I should have known it wasn't a good setup. But I still, I thought I was ready. Yeah. And then I did it. I got maybe like, I think they might have laughed the first 15 seconds. And then after that, the ankles just started drowning. And I was just like, oh, no, I lost words. Did, did you stay up there for the whole, because it like. Oh, no, like, absolutely no. Oh, not. You, you got off? You know what? See, that's a good question. <laughs> like, how, how, you I absolutely got off Here's the thing about comedy. All they right. tell people to do a certain amount of time. Max. Mm -hmm. So you may have 10 minutes. You may have 20 minutes. That's max. Mm -hmm. There's no minimum. <laughs> there is no minimum so when you see people bomb for 10 minutes understand they don't have to do it they're trying to bring themselves out and if they keep going it's a choice oh man but they only dig themselves deeper at that point I am not that person I don't need pain to hit the heart I like to feel it and then I get out of it yeah. so I'm the moment it did it and I was like okay that's like the second joke I'm like ooh they ain't like that I'm like maybe I can get them back one more and it was just like no that's enough for me. Thank y'all. I gotta go. That's literally all my time. That's all the time I have. <laughs> and so, but so what? 
what makes you get back on stage again after that though? Cause after that, I was saying, oh, I, I told my mother I was quitting. <laughs> I was hurt. I'm, I'm like, I'm walking on the side of the highway. I was pissed. Like that was the beginning of it. I'm like, I must really like this shit. Like I never even felt these feelings for a person. Mm -hmm. So then I went home and I think I just said it and realized it wasn't the people, it was me. Right. And then once I did that, I was like, okay, next time I bomb, it doesn't mean that it's bad. It just doesn't mean, I mean, it doesn't mean that it was bad. It just means that clearly I wasn't ready right. and I didn't tap into a side. Because mm -hmm. at this point now, if I do a joke and it don't hit how I think it's going to hit, it's like, oh, y'all didn't like that one? That's fine. And then I'll do another one right. and then one of them other times too. But right. at that point, I didn't even believe in myself as much as I thought I did. Okay. So it was just a learning lesson. Have you, have you been back to that room since? I don't even think that room exists. It died before Corona. I think that room <laughs> never was supposed to be there. <laughs> I don't think that room just now, now it really doesn't matter. Yeah, oh, then when, then when I even came back home, I was like, oh, this is nothing. There's no one seen that. Right, yeah. Hey, that's that's true. That's hey, that's definitely true. Right. No, nobody's ever going to see this. <laughs> no one would ever. They didn't have recordings going. Yeah. They don't know anything. Yeah, they had chicken. They had old bass sauce on their hands and everything, so it doesn't matter. Right. I remember when I, when I first got into poetry, I went to a poetry competition and I just knew my stuff was fire and then I lost and I was like hold up wait what the hell <laughs> so I came back I went back home I wrote some more stuff I went back and I went in that joint like I was like no games I'm like I'm coming here to win and I won it um so that's why I was asking you did you ever go back because like I, it was a personal vendetta for me so I'm like hold on yo y'all you know what I was saying <laughs> I'm like y'all didn't hear this? <laughs> this, this this was this was fire what's going on with y'all you know it was um, so that was good that was that was absolutely amazing yeah so do you have people in your circle um that that critique your jokes and how does how does that process work because i know i know there's a critique process and there's a polishing process within right. within comedy how do people um communicate that to you and then why are you receptive of that because some people uh, find criticism uh, tough I listen to anything that people want to come up after and be like, you know what, I like that joke, but it could be this. I listen, and if it doesn't play well in my head, mm -hmm. then I'm like, thank you, but no, but I do appreciate it. But then you have others who say things, and I'm like, I could see myself saying that, but now I need to write that down and figure out how to say it in my own words. Because mm -hmm. some things are good, but it's just not what I would say. And my jokes are personal, so if it doesn't fit me, it's like, this isn't going to work. Right. But I can turn it into something that will work with that same idea. But now at this point, I feel like in New York, it's a lot of like, it's a lot of love on the scene. Mm -hmm. So all of the people that I'm cool with, if they hear something, they be like, you can make it better like this. They'll tell me, right. I'll take it in or not. But once I started traveling with like Michael Che, he would sit on the side of the stage, watch the set, and then after we would talk about it. Mm -hmm. Now I'm performing with Roy Wood, he does the same thing. So you like, you can add this, you can add this. So we go back and forth. Right. And then like my close friends, if they hear a joke, they'll tell me. So I'm open to hearing the stuff. It's right. just like, don't come and tell me some shit that doesn't even, that's not even funny. <laughs> that's, I don't appreciate not funny things. Yeah. If it's funny, we can figure out how to work it out or not. Because yeah. I've done some things people recommend that I say and I'm like, yup, it didn't work. And I tell the crowd, I'm like, I didn't write that. Somebody told me to say that. That's why that shit didn't work. <laughs> I was just doing a test because I knew it would. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, I, I got you. Yeah, that's that's one of the things, too. Like, hey, with, um, with, with comedy, I know it's important to have that circle of people around you that you can trust mm -hmm. that, you know, um, that, that, that got your back, that want to see you do well. And, you know, that can add to what it is that you're doing. Are you putting together a special... I'm working right. on a special right now. I think I think I I'm ready to. I recorded one. I recorded one audio, my honest ignorance. Mm -hmm. But now I'm like, I think I should pop out in the fall and do a video one for my birthday. That was so. That was only an audio one. That was just an audio one. My honest, my honest ignorance. My honest ignorance. The video one. Where where do you where would you want to do? I would want to do a home again, but I don't think I want it to be like a theater or anything. I think I want it to be like a nice space. Yeah. And just get it dressed up to be set it how I want it to be set, mm -hmm. and then just make it like an artsy vibe, okay. not necessarily the theater because I like intimate settings. Right. Um, and a comedy club would be cool, but I just feel like if I could decorate it how I want it to be decorated, right. and get that recorded, I think that'd be. Yeah. 
I, th I think I think that'll be dope too. I definitely hope that you find that. Uh, I'm definitely gonna be in the building on July, uh, July the 25th. Um, definitely Yeah, it's been a minute since I've seen. It's been a minute since we've been back outside, and, I, and we've been able to hear some good comedy. Oh yeah, this is the pure ignorance right now. It's it's after a breakup, after Corona, so it gets ignorant. It's very ignorant, yeah, very honest, know? but it's a great. The I've been getting tipped lately. For real. I'm like, y'all tip for comedy. <laughs> This is good. So either it's really good or they just got money to blow. So I think it's really good. Yeah, though, so. e e either way, I'll either take way, it. Either way, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> so either that's where we at now. Yeah, that's that's where we at. I like it. Now, e either way, I'll take it. I'm, I'm definitely with you there. Um, so you you had an opportunity to meet some of the greats um, in, in comedy. Michael Che, uh, Dick Gregory, I seen Wanda Sykes, uh, Kevin Hart. I saw you met Dave Chappelle. Um, Tell me, uh, and, and, the, and the list goes on. There's a number of other people that you met. I think I seen you with D. Ray Davis too. Um, tell me, what what was that like? Like those those moments being in that room, and what if any advice did they give you? I think the moment that you're in the room with the greats, you like, I'm on the path of becoming a great. Because mm -hmm. it's not like you're just meeting these people and it's like, hey, I'm such and such. Right. No, you in the rooms, you in the conversations, you had them vouching for you to other people, speaking on your behalf, which is a great thing. So I feel like it's just like a, it just lets you know you on the right path. Yeah. It just awakens the idea that you know is true. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, this is really for me. Because right. I'm surrounded by the people who are actually great at this. Yeah. So it's just a, I'm, and it still make me warm inside. Yeah, it make me a little weird. I'm like, am I smiling too much? Like, is it too weird? Sometimes right. I'm like, should I be quiet? Should I talk? It's still all those things inside because it's kind of like still unreal. Right. But it's real. So you got to snap out of it and be in the conversations. But in my mind, I'm like, no, that's not real. Right. I didn't have to say this. Is there somebody that you want to meet that you haven't met yet? I need to meet Taraji. Taraji P. Henson. I need to meet Taraji. Taraji, look, what we're going to do, listen, what, what we're going to do, we're going to take a clip of this. Speaking into existence, right? And then what we gonna do is we gonna tag, we gonna have like a hundred people tag Taraji. That's yeah. how I got. That's how I, I got Wall Street Trapper like in like five minutes. Over? Uh -huh. Yeah, I got I got him in like five minutes. He was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, bro, I see you. You know what I'm saying? I see you. <laughs> I appreciate you. I'm like, just stop having everybody tag me in this. Yeah, <laughs> so Taraji I, is I took it off. All right, so look, that's that's what we gonna do, y'all. Uh, we going we we gonna post this, and I'm, I'm gonna make I'm gonna we gonna make that happen. <laughs> we gonna make that happen. She gonna she gonna reach out to you. Yeah, that's that's all we need right there. She gonna reach out to I you. I met a lot of people, and I feel like it's more people to meet, but it's like black women matter to me, so it's mm -hmm. like definitely. So speak speaking of that, um, perfect segue right into this next thing. Um, there was there was a bunch of um, queens of comedy. That mm -hmm. were on a Netflix series. Yes. And um, your name came up in discussion right. uh, amongst these amazing comics, these amazing women. How did that make you feel? And what was that like? Oh, I woke up and people was calling me. I'm like, anytime there's a large amount of calls from numbers right. that I don't know me to, I'm like, what y'all say? <laughs> so when once they said it, I didn't look at it at first. I was like, I need a minute to take it in. Because right. people was tagging me in it before I posted it. So I'm like, let me take it in. And then I took it in and I looked at it. Called my mom. She's crying. All of you. <laughs> I let everybody get their emotions out first. I'm right. like, come on. Because I don't want to cry for that long. And then I watched it and I just smiled the whole time. Because I'm like, it was a black woman, number one, Aaron Jackson. Mm -hmm. And the thing about me and Aaron Jackson, I wouldn't even say, like, there's people that I'm closer with than Aaron. But the vibe that we just made that fast, because we didn't meet until I was on the comedy show. It just showed me that you just be a good person and just be funny and be honest and people like you. People gonna rock. People gonna you. say your name and speak for you when you're not there. Absolutely. Just I feel like just the um the memory you live with people, your presence. Mm -hmm. Just that can make somebody else feel greater than you could ever have imagined. Yeah. And then boom, out of all of the millions of people I know she know, she right. said somebody's name that she hasn't even known for five years. Wow. So to me that was special because I'm like, oh, I mean they good, but I'm better. <laughs> I didn't even understand. Everybody said it for right. me. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's it's way better when you can get people to speak your testimonials for you, um, as opposed to you having to always, you know, um, try to validate yourself. Right. Because you then it, you're looked at as cocky, but you're like, yeah. I'm just confident. So if somebody else said, I'm like, see, I wasn't. I try to, you know, I try to tell you. I'm to tell you. Maybe you will hear it if somebody else tells you. <laughs> Maybe you'll listen there when somebody else tells you. 
So where where do you ultimately? No, actually, you know what? One other thing. You were also on um, uh, pranked. I was on prank. Yeah, yeah. I was on prank. <laughs> he was on I did prank. The, I did the uh, punk. Punk. That was that what it was? Yeah. Punk. Okay, punk. How was that? What was, what was that like? I saw somebody blow up a car. Listen, punk was crazy because I knew I was going to shoot punk, but when they reached out, they had different episodes set up. Mm -hmm. But they never told you which episode you would be doing. Mm -hmm. So before I shot the punk episode, I was actually home. Who was y'all home? We punked Offset. Yeah, okay. So I did the one for Offset, and then I directed the one with Tiana Taylor. Me and Tiana Taylor was in the director's room. I was like, this is insane. For when they punked uh, Odell. Odell, okay. <laughs> So the offset one, they called me the day before. I literally flew in that morning. Mm -hmm. They never told nobody who was working with. Get to set, Chance the Rapper, we in the same room, getting our makeup done. I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is weird. I gotta act normal. Like, nigga, I just woke up and got off the plane. Like, they did not tell me. Right. Go outside, Quavo walks up. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> then they like, we punking offset. Oh. So then I'm like, so y'all gonna pick. The angriest one? <laughs> out of everyone. And y'all gonna make me the security nigga? I don't think this is gonna be well. <laughs> out of all the Migos, we should have fought Quavo. Quavo would have been nicer than this. Maybe even take off. Right. Oh, you got all the white guys in the, in the goddamn room, and they, you, I gotta go on the field. I'm like, man. <laughs> so we we had to get the sets ready, and that actually was crazy because I had to do this this trip, and I was like, man, I think I'm too old for this. They were trying to get me to like flip a chair backwards without looking because that was the die. So I had to really like it, it turned into like a whole scene what? to make it look. So when I fall out the chair, uh, I had to like flip the chair backwards because how everything happened, uh, it was crazy. Listen, we got it. They didn't give me a summer woman. We got it. They all came out clapping. I'm like, goddamn right. I didn't come here this morning, but y'all didn't tell me I was doing this. <laughs> And we we we, we prank we punk offset and uh, he didn't take it with him. He did. He actually was mad at me the whole episode. Like even after they said it's a joke, <laughs> nigga still wasn't smiling. I'm like nigga, it was for TV. <laughs> he no, he did not find it funny. He <laughs> he threatened the guys on set. He really thought like he was about to go to jail. Hey yo. It was the funniest thing, and I couldn't even laugh. Right. So and they that's the my, hardest part, right? Uh, they in my ear like Paris. Don't laugh. I'm like. This is hilarious. This man is mad. Do y'all really see the anger in his face? He really think that he just blew a car up and he didn't even do it. Yeah, he didn't even laugh about it was done. So it was a good time. But I was like, he uh, he means business. He definitely means business. At, at this point, he did. Now mind. I see his rapture real. <laughs> I liked him before, but he not lying. Right, yeah. He, he, he's definitely not lying. Um, oh, man, that's that's hilarious. So... Um, Matt, you, you've been doing some, you've been doing some amazing things. Um, where do you ultimately want to see this thing go? Like, do you want to get into acting eventually or is it, is, is it the stand up? I mean, obviously you love Acting is coming. Mm -hmm. Acting is coming. So it's the transition of, uh, getting it down packed as much as the stand up. It's not easy. Mm -hmm. Like once I really seen how hard it was, I stopped talking shit about bad movies. Because I'm like, maybe it's not their fault, but they got casted. And once you cast it, you got to do it because you didn't already sign the yeah. contract. Yeah. So it, it's coming. It's coming. I just won't take a role that uh, doesn't fit me to just say I didn't. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to do. So I've turned a lot of things down. Yeah. Because I'm like, don't give me the, I'm not going to be the sellout. Right. I'm not, I don't want to be a sellout. And if I do, I don't want to be a sellout first. Like, let me do some other shit and then sell out later. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me sell out later. Come in again and sell it so, out. No, you got to walk into the sellout. Right, right. Uh, so, yeah, so acting is definitely coming next. But stand-up-wise, it's going to be the special. Um, and then after that, I feel like it's going to be another big special. I'll probably drop two specials. And then get to the point of, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm already in the making of the legend status. But once I really hit it and then the movies as well at some point i'm gonna stop and i just want to help manage people because i think there's a lot of great talent but they just don't know their worth and they don't know how to get what they want okay how if, if you if you were a manager right now what would be the first thing that you would tell a young comedian who's just hitting open mics find your look i think image is very important mm -hmm. find your look and find your voice and know that your voice is not going to come in the beginning like you gotta people and then don't be afraid to fail 
Because okay. I think a lot of people get comfortable and that's how they get stuck because they're scared to fail, but failing makes you better. Because right. it sits you down and make you realize what you need to do so you won't fail. But the image and your voice, that will be first for me. The image and the, image and the voice. Y'all hear that, people? The image and the voice is yeah, Find your image and your voice because everything that works for other people doesn't work for you. Right. So you have to find what works for you because you have to sell yourself. Mm -hmm. So you got to get that package together. How did you find what works for you, though? I had hair when I first started. That's the craziest thing. Like I had <laughs> hair bundles down, and then I just I chopped one side off. I chopped the other side off. I took my time. I was like, you can't just show up right. with the straight baldy as a woman. You gotta walk them into it. Yeah, gradually. Because if it's not good, people treat you different, but they never tell you it's not good. They just ask you questions and right. shit like, so you had a haircut for how long? <laughs> like, I had this for a while. I was like, oh, you like it? It's like you don't clearly. So like, you got. <laughs> Are you asking me if I like it? I Go through the looks and see which one, and then when I cut it, it was just a, they loved it. Mm -hmm. And I felt like it took some weight off my head too. I was just able, I think, to be myself more. Because yeah. I think being covered is still a lot of fear, uh -huh. but cutting your head, there's no more fear. Right, you can't hide nothing. Right. There's no, it's you. Yeah. Like, do you like you? Because if you don't like you, you can't be bald. Because you got to look at you, you. Like, you, you hear me? <laughs> You hear me? <laughs> and this was on accident. This is not like this is just genetics. Like, you know, this wasn't my choice. This was what God said. This is in your future. That's so. what I'm saying. Like you have to find that. So once I cut the hair, I just felt like I got more comfortable. Mm -hmm. And then my voice really started to come out because mm -hmm. then it's like I'm comfortable. I figured out my lane. Yeah. And now I just have to ride my own wave. Yeah, I like that. All right. So um, the, the 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 campaign. All right. Let's let's talk about this. Teeth and Titties campaign. Teeth and Titties campaign. How did this come about? So sadly, it actually stemmed from the uh, the assault that happened a couple years ago. Oh yeah, I remember right. that. How? Yeah. Oh. So if you guys want, let's, talk, go, let's talk about yeah, that a little bit. Bro. We, we can tap into it. I, you know what the problem is, honestly, I'd be tired of talking about it. You be tired. Because I talk about it, right, and then say this come out. Two months after that, people will be like, hey, I just listened. And uh -huh. I just seen it. Fast. And then you got people who will be like, if you need me to kill somebody, I'm like, let's just not <laughs> talk about it. Because like, it's like, when they think back that far, they like, I didn't know her. But now they love me. So they're like, yeah. somebody did anything, I want to kill them. And I'm like, I, let's, <laughs> no one needs to die. <laughs> no one needs, no let's one move forward, die. guys. I survived. I'm a survivor. We're alive. And right. we're healing the people. Yeah. So when that happened, that's actually what it stemmed from. Okay. So... My two front teeth broke, mm -hmm. but I'm like, more things can happen. I had a concussion, my nose broke, but I felt like my titties saved me from more damage. Because when you hit the ground. Because when I hit the ground, all of that happened, but then the ground stopped it. It was like an airbag. Right. <laughs> in all honesty, my titties was airbags and it prevented me from further damage. I'm like, you know what? The teeth and titties campaign. Because they really saved my life. Right. And then I had to get the new teeth, but then it worked out because the pair together is the teeth and titties is right there. It could go on the same selfie. It could go on the same selfie. Go on the same selfie. Absolutely. I like I like that. So so you you got merch, right? Yeah, I have merch. So I have picky with my gay shirts, don't mm -hmm. get mad, get petty, and then I just got the shirts with my face on it that say Sasha. That say Sasha. I like it. Yeah, so, so this is this is the new. How how did you come up with the don't get mad, get petty? Because that like Ever since you started saying it, I was like, yo, like, I don't get mad, I get petty. Like, I'm just going to do some, some real. What's the pettiest thing you've ever done? Ooh, I've been petty. <laughs> when I quit my job right before I knew, and I, like, worked, it was a snowstorm. And I was already on my way out, but I just needed a little bit more money. Mm -hmm. And I went, and they just was, they was acting crazy. I was getting off, but they wanted me to go to another location to work. I'm like, no. They like, well, we need you, the only person. I'm like, no. Like, well, if you leave, you're going to get fired. I was like, okay. So I hung up the phone, and I thought about it. I sat there, jokes in front of me, because mm -hmm. I'm writing jokes at work. And I thought about it, like, the money's kind of picking up at this point. So I just took the phone off the hook, and I left the desk. <laughs> so then, <laughs> not only y'all got to fire me, but y'all got to come in here, put the phone back on the hook, and whoever comes, I have to work the ship. So take that up with God, and I left. Never talked again, never responded to an email, nothing. Yo, that's hey, that's petty as hell. <laughs> like you can't talk to me like this. That's petty as hell. Um, so how how important has family been to you on this journey? 
Oh, family's super supportive. Like, they, especially in the beginning, I felt like when it mattered most, like, they come to shows now, mm -hmm. but some shows, I'm like, they don't even have to come, and a lot of shows sell out. Yeah. So it's like, I'll see y'all. I'm being funny at home. Y'all right. get free shows all the time. Right. But in the beginning, it was at least always seven to ten people at every show. Mm -hmm. So they was they was there. And then they told people. So they always like supported, especially my own shows in the beginning. Yeah. You know, when you got to try to make sure you get all the people there. I had the family there to make it sure it looked like a lot of people. Yeah. So then other people be like, are right, we going to go in there? So yeah. the family's been there. They've been who, there. Uh, who, who in your family don't respect your celebrity yet. Like they still treat you like regular. <laughs> Do you have somebody like that yet? I think they all respect it. I think they respect it more than it is right now. Really? Honestly, I think they went through that phase. Uh huh. And now they at the phase where it's like, oh, you famous? And I'm like, no, not that much. And it's like, you do. You got money. And I'm like, no, not that much. Because <laughs> like the kids in my family, they think I'm rich. They tell their friends and everybody I'm rich. For real. So I gotta come around. Like, stop telling people that somebody <laughs> trying to rob me. I'm not rich. <laughs> She's famous. She's on the road again. Yeah, the regular road. Don't tell them nothing. There's more roads than what? Listen, I don't know what they're telling the people, but it's like, no, I'm on the regular road. I'm on the grinding road. I'm still working. You on the you on the grinding road? It's not. Yeah. Okay. So I think I think they outgrew that part. I think like once they really started saying things, mm -hmm. then they was like, oh, and they stopped saying me. Right. It's like, oh, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm hoping that that one day I, I, I definitely want to get to that point where it's like, yo, um, nah, you just a regular person. I'm like, nah, like I'm somebody. Like, nah, you, nah, you just regular around here. Like, <laughs> you know, it's it's more so other people that I meet that are like that, like that don't really? come to shows. Like, if it's never been to a show, somebody told them, and then they ask the questions. Like, somebody asked me the other day, like, who have you met? And I'm like, you want me to answer this question in full, or do you just like wanna? A little list. Right. She was like, "No, I want to know. Like, they haven't helped you." I'm like, "You don't know me. <laughs> You're basing all this off of nothing. How about you do some research first? Off of what show? Oh, she didn't even come to it. She didn't even come to the show. Somebody told her I'd do comedy, and she got excited. But then she still was in doubt. She's like, "I'm at a table with a celebrity." But then it was like, "Who you know?" I'm like, "Do your research, right. man." I'm like, yeah. I'm not. I'm, at the, I'm not selling anybody no more. You right. come to a show, you sold. Mm -hmm. You don't, you have questions, you have to ask God. I have no answers. Come to the show. <laughs> and you know, I'm past the selling point of like, yeah, I do, because people still ask to this day, tell me a joke. It's like, we survived the pandemic, sir. Yeah. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way you want a joke. We're tell alive. Me, That's tell a joke. Me a joke. <laughs> tell me a joke. Tell me a joke. People... Be funny right now on the sidewalk, 6 05 p.m. Like, why? I have like, a show why? tonight. Right. Come. Oh, I ain't gonna be able to make that. Just tell me a joke now. I'm not gonna be able to make that. <laughs> <laughs> the joke is that you're not gonna be able to make it. That's, that's it. That's funny enough. <laughs> yeah, people are weird. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, so look, um, we 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 get to the point where we definitely want to wrap up. Um, okay. But um, you you're you're somebody who um, who is going to continue to grow, who's going to continue to excel. Um, we want to know uh, where where does Paris see herself in the next five years right like what are some of the things that you want to do in the next five years i know did, did i send you buy your mama car no not yet no it's not coming yet. not yet you, it's coming you, 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 i think you yeah i posted it. it i posted okay. it you know you gotta say it you gotta speak yeah. it into existence so you can go back and be like yeah i said that that's yeah. what happened uh so definitely she's gonna get her car i'm she gonna get her apartment building too that's the goal i'm, mm -hmm. I'm just gonna buy her the whole building right and let her do what she needs to do with the building yeah um a homeowner I need like four different homes or four different places to already start looking. Mm -hmm. uh, Non-profit organization. Doing what? Working with special need kids, uh, making sure that they reach their goals and gifts despite the differences in their lives. Because mm -hmm. you know, I don't know if you know, but I was in special ed for four years. You said, yeah. I, yeah, I, so I, I was really in there, like I was in the field. Like people, cause people hear it. Like you know, some people that was in the special ed, and that's just one class. Right. No, I was in the fit. I was like all of these classes was special all of like the school. I was in the school, like the bus, the school, the dog, like the the field. <laughs> like I graduated from the field. So just seeing the differences and the different needs they have, but it's a lot for some parents. How did you transition out of that though? What was what was that transition like out of special need, out of special ed? Like, I was the same way when I was even in there. <laughs> But I was just in there before behavior. So I think they just got comfortable. At some point, it was just like, you know what? Well, there's no other kids in here like her. Right. So they just got comfortable. And I don't, I don't think they 
they wanted me to leave after a while. I think once it was time for me to leave, they didn't want me to leave. But then after that, I went to school for two years. Mm -hmm. So it never was like a stopping period of like, oh, let me go back to bed normal. No, they actually, I think special needs kids and children, they actually better than some regular people. I know. I, I listen. I agree. I mean, they're they're happier. Their attitudes are better. And it's a lot of people. Being <laughs> in there made me realize, like, it's a lot of people who need to be in too. Like y'all missing some people. Who did attendance? So it made me realize, like, they're much more normal than people make them seem. But mm -hmm. I just feel like they don't have the assistance or the care sometimes to make sure their goals get achieved too. Right. So I want to work with those kids and like low income families. I just want to give back to the people, man. Just yeah. my legacy, I want it to be that parents help the people. Yeah. That's it. So doing a nonprofit and then working on a um, home for homeless gay kids. So it's just a lot of big business stuff. Yeah, That's why after a while, big stuff. Yeah. after a while I retired from comedy. And just let it be what it is. I probably pop out every now and then, yeah. but I just want—I want to heal the world. I want to be one of them people that like heal the world. Absolutely, that's that's amazing. That's that's a beautiful story. That's a beautiful um, that's that's beautiful foreshadowing right there. Uh, and I definitely know that you'll do it because one thing about you is you're a go-getter. You're a person who sets a goal and then exceeds that goal. Definitely, um, you're, you're definitely one of those people. And one of, a, a person in life, man, that y'all should get to know. To everybody that's going to be listening on the audio, um, you all can follow her um, on, on Instagram on all social media platforms at Paris Sachet, uh, P A R I S. S-A-S-H-A-Y. There you go. S-A-S-H-A-Y. Paris Sashay. Make sure y'all go and follow her. Look her up, man. Y'all can listen to that audio. What's the name of the audio special? My Honest Ignorance. My website, officialparisashay.com. That has the merch and everything on it. And everything else at Paris Sashay. At Paris Sashay. Listen, look her up. Find her, man. This is definitely somebody that you got. If you all don't know, this is y'all first time hearing her. I promise you this won't be your last. This won't be her last time on this podcast, man. This is definitely someone who was in her bag in a multitude of ways, right? She gave y'all, for all of the comedians out there, I know a whole bunch of comedians out there listen to this show. Um, I do cons uh, consults with comedians all the time in regards to social media. This is someone that you need to know. This is someone that you need to rub elbows with. I just talked to a dude yesterday who's out in New York, and I'm like, you know, Paris, and he's like, yeah, I did a couple shows for her a couple times, Tyrese. Uh, is his name light skinned dude? I'll show. I have to show you a picture. I'm about to say I met so many comedians <laughs> yeah, so like, shortly. Like, I don't yeah. remember names, but I do remember them by face. But yeah. I just always tell all of them, if this is what you want to do, just stay at it and don't let nobody steer you away. Cause the some of the old heads gonna try to talk you out of your spot because mm -hmm. they see the potential in you. Create your own way, ride your own way, build your own fan base. Can't nobody stop the people from loving you if the people like. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, any uh, clo closing words? What closing words can you give the people? Motivation, inspiration. Give us, give us some closing words. Don't lie to yourself. Hey. I feel like that's that's the wave I'm on now. I feel <laughs> like it's a lot of people lying to themselves. That's how it's so easy for other people to lie to you. Yeah. Stop lying to yourself, and that will increase your self esteem and it'll boost your standards. Cause if you don't lie to you, can't nobody else lie to you. And just believe in yourself and be great. Do what you want to do. Don't let judgment get in your way. People are going to judge you whether you're doing stuff or not. Right. So you might as well just do what you want so then they'll have more things to judge. So you might as well do it, right? Tell them, listen, if they if they watch you, tell them to get their popcorn ready because it's, it's a movie. It's a movie. Not <laughs> it's not a series. It's a movie. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Hey, y'all, this has been another episode of In My Bag with Backpack Jeff. Don't forget, man, always stay in your bag because when you're always in your bag, you never got to chase a bag. Till next okay. time.